first question is this is i know them but i'm just gonna ask them do you frequently purchase luxury items yes Vuitton bags and I've been exposed to Louis Vuitton as long as I can remember. Myself, when I first got my personal shopper at Louis Vuitton was probably about four or five years ago. No, I think, I think Chanel is the highest status and then probably Louis Vuitton and then Balenciaga. Louis Vuitton is also classic too, but it's, it's um, I think it's more accessible, right? Okay. It's less expensive than Chanel. Um, uh, I really like Louis Vuitton's, um, like, bags and stuff. Mm. I think that's what I like them for. How long have you been a customer of Louis Vuitton that you can remember? Three years. Just three years after the platform's launch, website and data analytics companies deemed YouTube to be one of the top 10 most consistently viewed websites around the world. Today... It is the second most searched website in the world, according to Eric Qualman, an American author of Social Nomics. According to YouTube's statistics page, more than 1 billion users visit YouTube each month. In a study conducted by Thackeray et al. in 2008, they focused on how YouTube is an effective way for these brands to communicate and engage with their target audience. The study concluded that brands should use Web 2.0 to communicate with their consumers for two reasons. Firstly, Marketing via social media platforms allows the consumer to engage with a brand instead of passively. A company's marketing efforts makes consumers feel like they have a more personal relationship with the company. Secondly, marketing via Web 2.0 allows for a marketing message to spread more rapidly because it sparks word-of-mouth marketing. This could be compared to a lecture format versus a discussion in class, where in a lecture, the audience receives information as a whole, collectively, and does not engage in discussion amongst themselves. In a discussion, however, participants can build off each other's ideas and through evaluative talk can arrive at a common conclusion or discard certain theories and hypotheses. According to Thackeray et al., in a sense, quote, in a sense, website publishers communicated with users as if lecturing. In contrast, today's Web 2.0 allows for sharing, linking, collaborating, and inclusion of user-generated content. So users, rather than receiving a lecture through static web pages, are engaged collectively in a conversation that leads to the generation of online content, collective intelligence. That is, nobody knows everything, but everybody knows something. And what is known can be immediately shared or distributed through Web 2.0 social media applications. Reports on Web 2.0 social media trends indicate increased use among the general population, but particularly among young people. The emergence of the vlog and the success of YouTube celebrities have provided luxury brands with a marketing tool to connect with consumers. So how do luxury brands fit into YouTube? An article published in the Wall Street Journal by Mike Shields supports the belief that luxury fashion companies are turning to YouTube to market their brand. A study by OpenSlate, which is a YouTube brand analytics company, revealed that the top three most influential luxury fashion brands on YouTube are Chanel, followed by Dior and Burberry. With a combination of platforms such as YouTube and the success of the luxury market, these brands have turned to brand entertainment to reach the consumer. So social media marketing allows for luxury brands to create interactive content that is often passed on through word of mouth. And this same social media marketing goes deeper than typical marketing as it focuses on making the consumer aware of the values of the brand and its products. Another study published in the Life Science Journal explained that companies that do not have a social media strategy will not survive in the new, more digitally focused society of today. 
So therefore, in order to adapt to the market, Louis Vuitton needs to enter the social media 2.0 scape and create a presence that is strong on those platforms. For example, Burberry was the first luxury fashion brand to use social media marketing, and as a result, saw profits increase by 40%, according to an article published in the Journal of Global Fashion Marketing. But then, why are influencers so popular? It seems to be because of the concept of parasocial interaction. Parasocial interaction explains the relationship between media personalities and media users. Human communication researchers Ruben et al. conceptualized parasocial interaction as interpersonal involvement of the media user with what he or she consumes. And this involvement includes seeking guidance from a media persona, seeing media personalities as friends, which is key to the influence, and imagining being part of a favorite program social world and desiring to meet media performers. So then parasocial interaction is considered what we might deem a friendship with a media personality and media users seek advice from these media personalities as, as if they were friends. While the audience is certainly there, the power of influence is too, with 74% of consumers relying on social media to influence their purchasing decisions, according to Bennett in 2014. So there is a shift that we're seeing in the celebrity hierarchy as influencers are gaining more value to brands in the forms of clicks and generated traffic. In particular, on YouTube, as a highly commercial platform based on delivering attention to ads, values such as authenticity and honesty are appreciated and even demanded on the platform, according to Jean E. Burgress, a professor in the creative industries. As we can see here, since we are able to see more of a person's personality through vid videos rather than pictures, the YouTube platform celebrities often gain popularity because of their tasteful sense of humor or relatability. While traditional celebrities typically have a product to sell, such as music or a clothing line, movies, etc., these micro-celebrities or influencers are selling themselves. It is their personality which has granted them the success. When looking at traditional celebrities and their interactions with their audience, we see that since they were not brought up to fame on these platforms, there is somewhat of a disconnect with their audience. Because interaction with their audience is not essentially what brought them into fame. So most celebrities do not seem to mind the separation from their fans. Some traditional celebrities even go as far as having others run their social media accounts, which makes them even more distant to their audiences. For celebrities, it is much more difficult to be relatable due to their fame and fortune. The difference between, let's say, the Kardashians and these YouTubers is that the former are exploiting their celebrity to launch video channels, whereas the latter are using video channels to become celebrities, according to a research publication from Santa Clara University. We see this with Kim Kardashian's YouTube channel. Instead of using this space to connect with her audience on a more personal level, she uses her channel to promote her beauty line and other products. Because of this lack of personability shown on her channel, her subscriber count stands at just over 1.3 million, whereas her Instagram account has 117 million followers. Shouten et al. conducted a study on celebrity versus influencer endorsements in advertising and found that participants identified more with influencers than celebrities. They feel more similar to influencers than celebrities and trust influencers more than celebrities. And now going on for like a different topic, what do you think of influencers, influencers in general? I, to some extent, I admire their like um, self-control and willingness to like be on top of social media and be updating about their lives but personally that's not 
I mean, I think it's respectable. Like it's a, it's a like I respect them, of course, mm -hmm. because I do think it's a full time job. But it's not something that I would do, or it's not something that I would want my daughter <laughs> to do. Okay, that makes sense. it does. But then, do you think influencers are fake celebrities, or would you consider them celebrities? No, I think they are celebrities. They are. Yes. So you don't think an influence like you you don't think an influencer should differ from a celebrity in terms of what they wear. So, no, for, no. Uh -huh. just if, like, for example, an actress should be able to wear the same thing as, like, a person who just vlogs her daily life. Yes. I mean, like, what? you're an influencer. You're, like, an Instagram model. Nobody cares about you. Um, I, I mean, at least I don't. And I don't think that people who buy these brands are influenced by influencers. I think influencers are for, like, trendy things. Like, um, I don't know, Kylie's makeup line or something like that. Uh, I think celebrities are different than influencers, though. Like, if you have a celebrity model, that's very different. And a lot of companies will send celebrities stuff to wear or offer to dress them. And that's different because you're like, I like this celebrity. I like this brand. Wow, this is cool. Let me look into this more. Um, Emma Chamberlain is an 18-year-old YouTube and social media star who in just three years has managed to accrue over 8.5 million subscribers. Starting out with funny videos of her driving around in her car and drinking an excessive amount of coffee, Emma quickly became famous overnight with her unique editing style and relatable sense of humor. Today, she has a massive amount of influence flaunting her own merchandise line as well as her podcast called Stupid Genius. In July 2019, Time Magazine included her on its fifth annual list of the 25 most influential people on the internet writing that Chamberlain pioneered an approach to vlogging that shook up YouTube's unofficial style guide. Thousands of YouTubers have been accused of copying Emma's unique style of editing, which involves funny sound effects, excessive zooming, and a new concept of editing where she inserts comments about her video as she edits it in a segment she calls Me Editing. Early in the spring of 2019, Louis Vuitton flew out Emma to Paris for Fashion Week and collaborated with her on their YouTube channel in a video titled Emma Chamberlain for the Louis Vuitton Cruise 2020 show. This video and the collaboration between Emma and the luxury brand itself sparked a lot of controversy as people questioned whether micro-celebrities were elite enough to partake in prestigious events such as Fashion Week. Emma's novel partnership with Louis Vuitton has invited countless reactions, both positive and negative. Both YouTube users and non-users have had a lot of feelings towards this partnership. Grant Tabler tells us that in his opinion, this collaboration is sad for Louis Vuitton because he for one would never want to be associated with her. I understand maybe why they did it to expose to younger rich kids, but she looks annoying and quirky, he says. If a lot of 13-year-old kids started wearing Louis Vuitton and looking like Emma Chamberlain, he would not want to be associated. Instead, he would start buying a different brand. Similar opinions have been shared by hundreds of people across social media platforms. For example, earlier this year, a Twitter user suggested that Emma Chamberlain's collaboration with Louis Vuitton makes the top-tier brand look like Forever 21, which implies an immediate downgrade in status, price, quality, and basically everything. Another user simply described the collaboration as the biggest joke of all time. On the other hand, tons of fans have shown their full support, recognizing and praising the teenager's indisputable success by working with one of the most iconic brands of all time. 
Comments on videos show fans expressing their pride for Emma, saying how she has come so far at such a young age, and despite what any haters have to say, she's still winning. They also show appreciation for how she's staying true to herself despite working with Louis Vuitton and how down-to-earth she has remained. I mean, I understand maybe why they did it. Can you look, what do you find? I think maybe they're doing it to expose... I don't know who watches this, this these channels, but maybe if it's people like younger people who watch these channels and maybe like younger rich kids and they like are able to tell their parents like, oh, mommy, daddy, I want this. But like... These kids would already have exposure to the brand. Also, so, the, pe- the people who like this are people like me and her. And they say they like Emma because she's relatable, down to earth, and chill. So I think... I mean, to me, like, to be honest, just seeing the video, I don't think she's, like, relatable, down to earth, or chill. I feel like she's just annoying to me. Right. Like, <laughs> a lot of people think she's annoying. Um, and maybe it's, like, the quirky, like, the quirky tall girl or whatever that I think is, you know, dumb. But... I, I, I guess I don't really understand then because like I'm talking myself out of my own theory of why Louis Vuitton would have done it because like the people who watch the channel and they're rich like they would already know about Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton doesn't need this marketing. I don't understand why. When you go to their comments, Emma Chamberlain when she's done partnering with like let's say Allure magazine or wherever it is, when you go to the comments, everything is Emma said me, Emma said me, Emma said me here I'm here because of Emma and people commenting inside jokes from Emma's channel. So when you went to Louis Vuitton, it was all about that. And she it got like 3 million views just because of Emma. You look at the other views, it has none. And she has 8 million subscribers. Like her average video gets like 5 million views in a week. Right. But I, but like, how many people do you think are really going to say, oh, I'm going to go buy Louis Vuitton because like this random chick does? Not like, much. no. Or, or getting the viewers. Like, to collaborate with the fake celebrities. Yeah. yeah. Not even just like fake celebrities influence maybe if they're a fake celebrity but they're presentable like she just seems awkward and weird to me like that's not Louis Vuitton that's like Balenciaga or something that should be that would be partnering with her I mean I just I 100% I 100% disagree with the marketing campaign but I mean when you consider it Louis Vuitton is part of the conglomerate LVMH right they're owned by the Duboisie family I think no no that they own the other brands I forget. You can look who, up who owns it, or I can tell you in a, uh, like when I go home. Um, and they're owned by this multi-billion-dollar corporation. Um, so maybe for them, they're like, it doesn't really matter because whatever sales we might lose for this, like, will make up in the other brands that we own. But also, I mean, like people like me, or not saying that I'm like upper class, but people like me. I've never heard of that, and I've never seen it. So maybe the impact is less. Or the funny we were talking about, lawyer consumers probably wouldn't have seen it. Like I've never heard of these people before to begin <laughs> with. <laughs> um, I don't know. And like I watched the shows, I looked at the collections, like I looked at the books, and I follow Louis Vuitton, and um, like major fashion houses on Instagram, and I never saw any of this either. So that's interesting. So maybe it's like. Maybe they're only marketing this to those people. And, like, on their website, I probably visit their website, I don't know, a couple of times. It's on. Yeah. Uh, I probably visit their website, like, a couple times a month, maybe a couple times a week, depending on how the week is going. Um, because for me, it's also kind of like a stress reliever. Like, if I'm really bored, I'll look at stuff that 
I can't afford right now maybe, but that I really want. Um, and that I'll ask for for Christmas. Um, but yeah, I never heard of it. So, and it's not on their, and it wasn't on their website either. Like when I looked at the fashion week stuff, uh, and when I looked at the new collections, cause I saw the cruise collection, like I looked at it, I looked through it cause it was during summer and, you know, I didn't have anything to do. Um, <laughs> and, or it was like late May, whenever it was. Um, it seems like they're entirely adapting it to the it. YouTube platform. And yeah. Because what I would, what I, my hypothesis was that the YouTubers are doing great and they have 8 million subscribers. Louis Vuitton is not an expert in this platform and they come in and then they're using anything to things from Emma, grabbing people from that in-house, from YouTube. Mm-hmm. So they have to adapt to that. But they're not going to bring that out to other parts of their brand, like a poster, like right. their website, etc. Yeah. They're like using um, like synergy with these people to get traffic and maybe yeah like my personal like i actually don't mind it like when i first saw it i was just like oh okay that's cool whatever and it's like because she she, like she can afford it like she has like more money than than i do and she's like a year she's like two years younger than us like 18 or something like that like i know she can afford it she can't afford it like say an a-list celebrity could but it was like it was just kind of like surprising and i think it's an interesting tactic and i don't know like how that influences their sales but i know there's definitely a change in like our generation and younger because before us like not really everyone had like an interest in luxury brands per se because not everyone had access to it because of like lack of the internet but now on the internet you can go on youtube you can go online and see Instagram photos of everyone wearing like their Louboutin backpacks and like shoes and stuff like that that you didn't really see before. So like when I was 10 years old, you couldn't tell me what designer brand was. But now it's like I have a little brother who wants a Gucci belt and stuff like that. Okay, maybe, well, my brother's like 15, 14. So like that makes sense. That's when the bug started to hit. But that's when like the internet like really started to explode. I think he maybe wanted a Gucci belt at like 11. So it's like push at 11, yeah. But on the bright side, when you have a little brother and he gets like a fashion bloggers that I like watch and like they have like large collections and they didn't get like their Louis Vuitton through Emma. So I think while it is cool and it probably brings like people younger than me in to look at their stuff, it doesn't necessarily like do much for me other than be, being like, oh, this is like a funny, cool video. I'm like looking to see like the new stuff that they have that I can't afford. So, so would you prefer if they had like like regular faces for their brands, like just regular celebrities or like YouTubers and younger people? I think. Do you think that has like any kind of effect on like you as a consumer or anyone? Yeah, because I think having, like, Emma Chamberlain and, like, younger YouTubers is a good idea because, like, just the self-branding as a whole, like, and how they bring in different audiences and how they make their own audience brings a whole thing. While A-list celebrities, like, there's less, there is a form of intimacy with them, but they're with uh, these other YouTubers that you just find that are, like, start off as like normal people there's like this attraction for like the american dream and stuff like that it's like if you work hard enough you can get this so i 
think that there is more of a pull with these YouTubers than like say Emma Stone or like Sophie Turner and like Joe Jonas like while I love them and stuff like that but it's also like they kind of they live a life that we do not like I do not while Emma Chamberlain's life is not exactly like mine but it's more her life is probably more similar or like I see it as more similar so I could see why it would be more attractive to have younger YouTubers than like like MS- high-end celebrities. Yeah, like high-end celebrities because it's like high-end <laughs> celebrities, if they're wearing Louboutin, it's going to be like... Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like... live a fancy life, whatever. Like, that's not me. Yeah, and it's going to be like these fashion pieces that you can only like... Mm-hmm. You can only borrow from like the runway. There's like this new Netflix show called like Dressing Hollywood that like kind of gives you like an insider of like how they style mm-hmm. and like do stuff. It's really interesting, but like they order like the dresses and... They, like, give them back, obviously, but it's just, like, an interesting thing. So when they wear it, it's more of, like, oh, the things that they order and give back. And, well, I think Emma Chamberlain, like, she gives that stuff back, too. But it's, like, more, like, ready to wear on the streetwear side. So it kind of makes it seem like, oh, maybe I can get this, like, Louboutin sweater and, like, I could wear it in my everyday life. <laughs> but do you think because of that, the luxury aspect of a brand sort of, like, wears off? Yeah, like does it do you think it drops down if like if you see someone that's more relatable to you and can access those thing those things you're like oh more people can access it therefore it's not as luxurious it's not like it's democratization like yeah. it's not no longer like a distinct like us it's like now we maybe like high schoolers who ask their mom who don't yeah. shower like <laughs> you know what I, mean? I can see that i don't think it tarnishes the brand at all like necessarily because it still is I still see it as like exclusive because if you look at like if you take like American Eagle if you have Emma Chamberlain wearing American Eagle I know that I could eventually purchase everything in American Eagle like it's not gonna go more than like I think the highest product they could probably sell is going to be like we'll say it's like $500 it's probably like three to four hundred but if you look at Louis Vuitton it may like people may think that it's like oh she doesn't like I don't like that she's like wearing this like it's like it's high end thing and it's mine but at this same time like I know that I could never purchase like the three hundred thirty like the one hundred thousand dollar like Louis Vuitton luggage that they have so I think what they're doing is like the democratization and like the way they're doing it is like smart because it's like even though they're showing like oh yeah some of you guys can get some of our more affordable things like they're still gonna have their like more high price things that are not obtainable for a lot of audiences and or like consumers i think i think it could help louis vuitton reach like a new audience i guess like younger people because like honestly i'm not a okay as you could tell i'm not like appealed by the actresses that they show in in the commercials that apparently they have that I have not mm-hmm. seen so I think this is like a good marketing for them like I, I think it's part of them but for you it. personally like ah, if you were me. to see like her being advertised like in a mall or like on Instagram would you think that would change how you feel about the brand no because mm-hmm. I don't recognize it's just I don't recognize it <laughs> 
or not i see so for you like the person who's representing the brand doesn't impact the product no and it's interesting if you like look at louis vuitton's videos versus her videos like they edit them the same way mm -hmm. that she like edits hers and then if you look at like other louis vuitton videos like they're not necessarily like edited and then that one video with uh Carly yeah that one i think that one's a really good one to show like the differences between the culture because she answers carly the way carly gloss answers the questions and the way she answers the questions is like two completely different things like she'll explain like word for word what it is and well emma's like i don't know what that is like she'll be like um i don't know yeah, did you see that? Um, in the Carly Claus video, she goes like, "This video is inspired by Emma's hilarious." Have you seen that? The yeah. one in the car. Yeah, the one where she's yeah, like yeah, driving yeah. her around. Yeah. Are there any other articles that you thought were like very interesting about? Um, Let me. I also, what we're trying to like figure out is if there's a way we can measure, because we went on Social Blade, mm -hmm. and we're trying to see how we could like quantify or measure how much clout and 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 like traffic um emma has generated for louis vuitton or have you done any like with like views or something maybe? yeah i would definitely look at the views i think most likely like louis vuitton's like i've like looked through all their videos and i can't remember like the exact views but they don't have a lot of videos but i think mm -hmm the ones with her in it probably are the most watched ones necessarily like and they are also like i don't think their youtube is like it's not like hundreds of videos it's like mm -hmm. let's see this is my corpus i think okay oh you also did dalton's Oh yeah, I kind of collected some things on them, but I think I'm just gonna focus mostly on Emma Chamberlain for my product. But I did, this is the corpus I've collected so far with like her videos that she went. And then I know I have a section in here. These are backlash videos that I found. And then like where she's, I think this one's like clever news. And then like other ones are like drama channels and like explaining. And then there's like one video where um, this one guy who's like a big into fashion and like no, has gone to a bunch of fashion shows is like teaching her like the proper etiquette and all the things and how to do stuff but i can send this oh yeah wait that, that was interesting let me see because that would be like reactivity from emma to like being a part of let's see
this one. I taught Emma Tree one. Why do I feel like I know that guy? Is he like famous? He's verified. I like Derek Blasberg. Like mm -hmm. Yeah. So he like goes through and like talks to her about like. You're the team dad. You had me at twelve. I literally like okay bye. bye. No fashion cousin. Bye everyone. <laughs> Whoa. Hi. Are you famous? <laughs> Hi. Nice to meet you. What's your name? So lucky to have me in your life. What are you doing? Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna introduce myself to you. Okay, okay. Derek, it's so lovely to see you. Oh, it's so lovely. Oh! Fashion people mm -hmm. are very sensitive. Right. If you've met someone and you forgot, right. they will hate you forever. I know. So never, ever, ever, right. not even if this person was just born and you know it would have been physically impossible, right. just got out of jail you know you've never visited them in jail, right. you still say, it's so lovely to see you. That's just saying that it's nice to see them. It doesn't mean you've seen them before. It's not a lie. It's not a lie, <laughs> but it's also not the truth, but it's also like, could be Well, it may be a lie if it's like, Oh, not is nice he, does right. he right. normally do those edits? So, yeah, I'm going to try Because that's kind of like Emma's. Anytime she does like a collaboration, like the people like start mm -hmm. to edit like her, and then like, like when she drinks coffee, like the little like straw thing, like yeah, I feel like that. Oh, I see that a lot in YouTube videos now, and that like has trans, like has gone into a lot of stuff that she's done. But I don't know, be diverse celebrities that they choose for that. But at the same time, these celebrities are different in a way because they were formed on like a micro scale and had to really like self-brand to get their the attention that they have. And so I have to like look at that and like critique and like talk about like what critical discourse analysis is. And so those were audience comments, but here's the actual data about the collaboration's impact on Louis Vuitton's YouTube page. Social Blade is a website that tracks social media statistics and analytics, and most notably tracks the YouTube platform. On Louis Vuitton's channel, under users' videos, and then under 50 highest rated, a third of the collaborations they have uploaded with the influencers show up. Then under 50 most relevant, all three collaborations are listed. On the contrary, on Emma Chamberlain's channel, the video she uploaded featuring her trip to Paris Fashion Week with Louis Vuitton isn't listed either under 50 highest rated or under 50 most relevant. Mm -hmm. Okay, have you ever heard of Emma Chamberlain? Of who? <laughs> what? Okay. No, because like when I see, like I usually don't look online mm -hmm. for my products. I just go to the oh, store. Oh, to the store. So that's kind of so. And in the stores, if there's like a picture, there's like usually just like one big picture outside the mm -hmm. store. So I don't really see the people wearing them. It would be like through Instagram maybe, but even then, like they put a lot of like just like the purses. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't always like put people in them. So personally, I I don't relate. I don't relate like a brand with a person. 